0: Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers. I'm Jennifer Loading, and we are talking to the achievers, the creators, the magic makers, and the dreamers. These are our friends. These are your friends, and they are living the extraordinary. So my guest today says that he fell into writing after his traumatic experience of being arrested and detained in Beijing for 14 days. He now coaches aspiring authors to turn their dreams into reality. And so we're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. But before I do that, I do need to do a quick shout out to our sponsors. So today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills Photography. If you are a creator needing post-production, consultation, or promotion, Walt is your guy. Whether short, ter- sh- excuse me, short films, YouTube films, pr- you, uh, I can't talk today. Photography work or a new headshot, he can help you find a solution to meet your needs. To learn more about Walt and his work, you want to go to Photos by Walt. .com. We also want to give a shout out to our friend Chris Klo of Upbeat Media Production. If you are in need of turnkey special event, Chloe is your go-to. To learn more about him and his work, you want to go to UpbeatMediaPro.com. All right, Chancellor, I couldn't get that out today for some reason. I don't know what was going on with that.
1: <laughs> <It sounds good. laughs> sometimes,
0: sometimes I just get a little tongue twisted or tongue-tied, right? It All right, new. so Yeah, my guest today, Chancellor Jackson, is the author of 14 Days in Beijing, an unforgettable tale of his experience locked up abroad in China. He also wrote You Love and You Learn and Real Love Never Dies, a romantic drama about a man's journey of gaining emotional intelligence. He's ranked number one bestseller on Amazon over 15 times since releasing his book. So we are so excited to have him here today. Chancellor, welcome to the
1: show. Hey, man, Blessings and balance to you you, Jen. Blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in. Big shout out to those people. Y'all the real MVPs, so shout out to all the viewers out there and the listeners. For real.
0: Awesome. Well, I think I just was ready to get you on today. So we just kind of like just forgot all that intro and just been like, hey, let's just get Chancellor on here. Let's just start talking. Right. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, because I'm stumbling over my words today. It happens every once in a while. So but I'm excited to have you here today. And I kind of want to open this up a little bit because you wrote this book, 14 Days in Beijing. Correct. Tell us a little bit about this story, like what this book is about, this inspiration behind it.
1: Yeah, so um, pretty much it's just telling y'all about my experience um, just getting arrested in China and just how that whole process, you know what I'm saying, worked worked out for me. And then, of course, how it works in general. Um, And you have no clue what's going to happen. You just been arrested inside of your apartment and now you just... Following orders, you know what I'm saying? Nothing is being explained to you, nor are you asking any questions because, you know what I'm saying? We've been told, don't talk to the police, you know what I'm saying? Keep your mouth closed. So you really don't, you have no clue how long you're going to be in this predicament. Nobody knows you're in this predicament. And um, you're left to just fend for yourself, honestly, you know what I'm saying? It makes sense out of it um, with, you know what I'm saying, the resources that are available. And it isn't many, so it's really just relying on faith, (laughs) for real, for real. Um, knowing that you're going to be good when it's all said and done. Um, but just still, you have no clue how this thing going to play out. But, hey, just sit tight, and you'll find out shortly, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So once I was released from Beijing Jail 6, and I was immediately deported from the country, um, I want to say it was definitely about two, three months, um, me being back, of course, just getting adjusted and just trying to figure out what's going to be my next steps moving forward. Um, I was presented the idea to write the book from one of my friends that I grew up with and he was a published author before we graduated high school in 2014. He was like, hey, bro, you should write a book about the experience. I was like, that's a good, that's a great-ass idea. I don't even know where to start. You know what I'm saying? And he took it even further. He took my phone with my notes section, left me a five-layer outline and I started filling it in. And with me doing that, I caught a flow for how I wanted to tell the story. So I moved it from the notes of my phone to a Google Doc so I could finish typing it up. And, um, four months later, the story was written additional six months to get it ready for publishing. And so I got locked up on April 4th, 2019, the anniversary day, April 4th, 2020, exactly one year later, I released the very first, um, version of 14 days in Beijing. I was ranked the number one new bestseller, um, in three different genres. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, so just after that, you know, just keeping the momentum going, marketing it and, Um, steady releasing the book because I originally released it as a short, a series of short stories. So it was a five book series of short stories. Um, So that definitely kept the momentum going all throughout 2020. And then 2021 slapped all five parts together as one book and then trapped it out. You know what I'm saying? Sold it as one complete novel then. So I really Mm -hmm. just trapped it out um, for real. And then of course, you know what I'm saying? Worked on the audio book and rolling that out as well, doing, you know what I'm saying? The same way. Um, And then of course, Falling into the romance <laughs> field, you know what I'm saying, writing those two um, novels. And the inspiration from those, it was a number of different inspirations, but, and one of the key inspirations was a lot of women that was reading 14 Days in Beijing, you know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, you talk about this girlfriend of yours all throughout, you know what I'm saying, 14 Days, but you never actually get to speak to her. And then you get you released and, You know what I'm saying? You get on the plane, that's the end of the book. So what happened with y'all? What's the team on that? How'd that play out? You know what I'm saying? So um, that was one of the inspirations that inspired the romance uh, saga. Um, And the romance saga did pretty, it did all right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't hitting number one. I got down to number eight for sure. I'm not content with that. So, but a lot of people like, oh man, that's great. Shit. To you. you like, <laughs> no, sure. no, we need to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to you, your, your first one, you go out, you hit that thing at the park. Right. It, it didn't set the tone. So, um, But it was, it was straight, you know what I'm saying? I didn't expect to dabble in romance at all, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, it was still a vibe to tap into that field. And now just, you know what I'm saying, people have seen what I've done and the success I've had. Now they just, you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of people that I grew up with or that I meet you know what I'm saying? You know I've met a, a later on in the journey that have had aspirations to be an author since they was a child. You know what I'm saying? And now they see me doing it, and I make it look easy. So it's like, hey, man, I can walk you through this process for real, for real. It's, very, it's really quite simple. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take yeah. work for sure. Yeah. steps to it, but it ain't like it's just esoteric god-like ability that only the special among us <laughs> will ever be able to, right. you know what I'm saying, experience or, you know what I'm saying, get to accomplish. Like, nah, man, the game has changed with self-publishing. You know what I'm saying? Anybody yeah. can do this. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's internet in general. The internet has empowered everybody. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's like uh, the gold rush back in the day when everybody was migrating west to get in on the gold. That's what this internet is. You know what I'm saying? We're living in that age. Um, you know what I'm saying? The internet has empowered everybody. can go as far as you want to take it and be as big as you want to make it. And that's solely dependent upon you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Good stuff. Well, I want to go back. Cause I mean, you said so many, so many things there. I'm like in my brain, I'm like processing all the little pieces <laughs> that you were talking about. Like, Talking about the writing, and I, and I think for you, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you had you had a purpose now. You had something to write about. Once you got that outline, you had something now. You had nice. a story. You're like, I, I got something to do here to tell this story, right? And so I think when you find that, when you were making that reference, how people are looking at you and saying, well, you made this easy and to show that you, you did this ever it, 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 I feel like everything what's the word they say things are simple but they're not easy right like the plan is there it's simple to do, but it's not always easy to do right like you have to have sometimes that why and that purpose and that passion to fuel it you know and so I think that that's kind of where you were coming from and from what I'm hearing from you but I want to commend you on the the first part of what you were talking about the going through the process having to go through the fourteen days in jail for whatever reason that is, I can only imagine being in another country and having to sit through that another language, another, you know, different culture, Mm. completely different, everything. Like you're going through this process of not knowing what's going to happen in in the next five minutes, you know, (laughs) like I just can't imagine having to go through that and then come out of that and not having some kind of trauma coming (laughs) out, you know, but being able to take that and turn that into, this work of art. So I want to commend you for that, being able to do that.
1: For sure, for sure. I mean, it's it's all a part of the journey. You know what I'm saying? I knew yeah. embarking on the, just taking the job, accepting the job in China. I knew this experience is going to, however this thing play out, you know what I'm saying? I know, because I was originally supposed to do a year. That's how long my contract was set, but I only ended up doing six months because I got arrested. But I knew yeah. beforehand, I'm like, okay, at the end of this year, ain't no telling who I'm going to be, where I'm going right. to be. But it's going to put me in the direction, or it's going to be a great step forward towards finding or figuring out what it is going to be my next endeavor, my purpose, you know what I'm saying, all of that. Because beforehand, right. I had no fucking clue what it what it is I, I was going to do. I was a former right. college football player, embodied a student athlete, football player to the seats. So and when they when that came to the end, all right, what are we we finna do?
0: What's next? Right, what's next? (laughs)
1: Like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? What do you like to do? What are you good at? You know what I'm saying? What's your purpose? Who do you aspire to be? I couldn't answer any of this. So it's like, well, I got some work to do. (laughs) I got some work to do. I got to start somewhere. And it's just me just applying for jobs. You know what I'm saying? I really have no clue or idea what it is I wanted to do. I'm just, when I'm job searching, I'm looking over the job descriptions. I feel like I can do it, I'm just applying for it. I ain't got no experience to back it up, but, hey, I'm going to shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? The worst they can say is no. Um, and I was mainly applying for corporate positions, sales, marketing, management, that whole nine. Um, did that process for about eight months. Sometimes I was getting flown out, put up in hotels, the whole nine, but you could not land a position. And they kept hitting me with the same big excuse, oh, you lack the experience, we're we gonna go with somebody with a little mm-hmm. bit more experience. It was like, yeah, I knew that when I submitted the resume. Right, yeah, I knew that that was that was clear as day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. for sure, I just knew um, that everything that everybody that said no was for a reason. There's something better out there right. for you. Um, can't give up because we, we quit now, we'll never be shit. So that's not an option. Um, we might need to reapproach our job searching. You know what I'm saying? That's probably what we need to do Mm -hmm. because corporate ain't for you. Family, clearly, you've been at this for eight months and you ain't landed, you done got close, but ain't landed nothing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't been able to seal the deal. So let's take a different approach. What are you good at doing? You good at talking with people, working with people. That sound like social work. So I just typed in social work (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the, you know what Mm I'm saying, search engine. And going through the filters, I noticed a tab I never noticed before, and it said international. I was like, damn. Why haven't I thought to look outside the U.S. for opportunities? I'm shooting myself in the foot. Let's see what's cracking on outside the U.S. Going through the list of jobs. Teach English to children in China. Hmm, That sounds interesting. Read the job description. I feel like I can do that. I apply. First job to tell me yes. So I already knew. All right, First job to tell me yes on the other side of the world. Ain't no telling what this journey going to bring when it's all said and done. But I know it's going to put me in the position I need to be in moving forward. And... It solely did. I ain't expecting to play out the way right. it did, but you know what I'm saying. For sure, it took all of that.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I feel like sometimes you know, is is I hate to say the word, like embrace that mess, right? That it has to happen. But I always feel like there's. I would say there's. I don't know if they're even really bad decisions. You know what I mean? I feel like they're they're decisions that needed to happen to teach something in mm-hmm. the moment. Like, right, they're, they're decisions that even if they didn't produce the outcome you wanted, if you're smart enough, you figured out what the lesson is in that. That's, you know what I'm saying? And so I always tell people that. I'm like, there's really, I, I, w- I hate to say this because I don't want to be like, go do bad choices and everybody go make bad decisions <laughs> and don't pay the consequence <laughs> of a bad decision, right? But what I'm saying is that every decision is, is either you gain something, like you win, or you're learning something. And John Maxwell, one of the mentors, I'm sure you've heard of him. I love his work. He's a former pastor. He does a lot of leadership stuff. And I learned about him in when when I was in network marketing, like very early on. And so he talks. He's I think he even has a book. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you learn. And mm-hmm. he's got it both for adults and then for young children too. And I actually had. Purchased this book for my son when he was like 12 or 13 and had him read it, Yeah, you know, because I think it's so important to understand that when we have these, these try these things that come into our life that really just, I say like derail us, you know, get us off. On, we feel like on this bad path, we have this choice at this moment to say, what do we do in that situation? Do we let it define us and be the, the, the thing that Binds us down and never come out. Or do we look at that and go, "Okay, maybe I needed that in that moment to teach me something and that's leading me to the next thing that I need to know that's great. You know,
1: it boils down to perspective, how you choose to look at it and and that's a choice. You know what I'm saying? So it's that simple for real, for real.
0: Yeah. Perspective is good. I like that you said that too, because that is, you're exactly right. It is all about perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. the same thing could happen to two people. And one person could look at that and say something completely different and come out of that and be bitter and sore about the whole situation. Another yes. person can come out and say, I'm going to write three books, you know?
1: Hello. Right.
0: So good on you for like looking at that and saying, I'm going to do something with that whole experience.
1: Resiliency. For sure. Never like let no word. hard time humble us.
0: Yes, that's right. So you're working with people, helping people do books, right? Like coaching people on this Mm -hmm. stuff. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So um, anybody out there that has an idea or a concept for a story, but don't know how to go about putting it on paper, or say you've written a whole book, but don't know how to go about publishing, I could walk you through either or process or both of them if need be. Um, I've been working with folks since I released 14 Days back in 2020. Um, I've had one person see the process all the way through. And he released his book last year in October, uh, it's titled The Fatherless Child by Anthony McKinney. And it's a great, great read. It was ranked the number one new bestseller in two different genres upon his release. Um, and it's pretty much um, a, a story about him uh, growing up in rural Mississippi back in the 90s and how he was molested before the age of 10 by oh, wow. kids themselves, pretty much. Um, and how that situation affected him at that young age, you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, everything that transpired after it and, you know what I'm saying, what led him to being who he is today, being a part of the LGBT LGBTQ plus community. And it's a great read. Powerful, wow. powerful, powerful read. When I was editing, I was like, boy, this give me 14 day vibes. Like this is gonna go crazy. And it sure enough did. No cap. Awesome. <laughs> so a big shout out okay. to him. And yeah, man. Yeah. No, just got some more people I'm working with. Um got people that's really we on the man, the last stretch. It's like, man, it's solely dependent upon them. You know what I'm saying? How fast these books right. get done. So it's right. you know what I mean? I do I always do my part, so it's up to them, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and congratulations on helping this, uh, you know, this book get out and all that. That's awesome to see some, you know, something that you've helped kind of behind the scenes, you know, get to the fruition, come to the finish line. So congratulations on that. And I do agree with you that, yes, you can lead them, but they have to, they have to take the steps forward. It's the same thing. I'm, when I coach people too, it's, you know, when I'm working with entrepreneurs to help them, whatever they're trying to do, reach their goals, it's the same thing. I can lead them there and I can kind of guide and, you know, encourage and, do all the cheerleading, but they have to take the steps. Right. Right. And that's, that's sometimes is the frustrating part because we put all of our heart and soul into trying to help them to go. We see the potential and really want to see them cross that line, but they got it. They got it. You know, they got to go.
1: (laughs) I had one client, um, he really just, he skipped a bunch of steps. Like he just got it on paper. I gave him one set of revisions and then, Boom, he just Boom. He just uploaded. I'm like, hold on, bro. It's like, hold on, bro. You skipped so many. That's just one set of revisions, bro. You got you got we're gonna have to revise this at least. Man, she's so like, forget that.
0: I'm ready to get it out. And I'm
1: like, if you continue, I'm content. You know what I'm saying? It's your book yeah. at the end of the day. That's what we pride ourselves in at Cole Publications. We're just here to help you through the process. When it's yeah. all said and done, you gonna own the your work. So entirely, you're going to be entitled to all your royalties. We ain't got nothing to do with none of that. <laughs> we just help you, you know what I'm saying, bring it to fruition and, you know what I'm saying, putting it out. Yeah. You know, that's how we doing. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, 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 what it's,
0: would you... What would you say like when you were creating your book? Because I, I mean, I already know what your hardest thing. I would say your, you know, just your journey getting to where you were with the book. But I want to talk specifically about the book part because we, you know, have people on here that are creators and entrepreneurs and a lot of authors. And I wrote a book myself, so I kind of understand that journey too. What do you feel like was maybe the trickiest part for you in this process? Because obviously, you know what you're doing because you're helping other people. So yeah. what do you feel like maybe was your trickiest part? trying to either
1: maybe get this business up or get the book out? Uh, it was get the book out first. That was getting the book out. That's yeah. really, that was the only in game. Because I'm like, I after going through that experience, I'm like, all right. I ain't go through that for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course, right, it's right. something I need to learn and take away from. But I feel like it was bigger than that. I'm like, it's something I'm supposed to do with this story. I don't know what <laughs> or how I'm going to do it. But I just know I, it's something. I'm, so, I'm supposed to do something. And then cause I was like, hey, bro, you should write a book about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was yeah. still just as far as this would be a great way for me to give it to the masses. You know what I'm saying? Versus me just mm-hmm. sitting here having to tell the story over and over again a million times, even though I still do that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just having right. it on uh, just as a product or you know what I'm saying? On the platform that people can tap in with. Um, I was like, okay, this book, this book thing, that's going to be the way to go. Um, And then once I put it out there and saw, man, the Bentley man just had the feedback from it and it was going crazy. I was like, oh, wow. All right. I got something on my hands for real, for real. So it was like just pushing the book, pushing the book. I wasn't even, I'm thinking 14 Days is going to be my only book. You know what I'm saying? I don't see myself writing no more books after this. You know what I'm saying? So it was really just 14 Days and just sharing that the story with the world. Um everything else just came, it just fell into place. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: fell into just, place. So it just
1: fell for real. I have not man, I couldn't you couldn't have told me everything I'm doing right now. Even with Fortune Day, you couldn't have told me I would have wrote no book. You know what I'm saying? When I was yeah. going to China. You're like, hey bro, once I, I said no done, you're gonna write a book about it. I'm like, what are you crazy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he,
0: you weren't you didn't come you mean you weren't, when you were a kid, you're like, I'm gonna write a book when I grow up, right? Like, no. Isn't that funny how life is? Like you have no idea, like how these things just sort of come about sometimes, right? Like they just sort of happen and it's, it's not by accident. I think that these the, the series of events lead up to it, obviously. Sure. Right. But it's so funny if you were to skip all the in between and from here to here, you'd be like how you would have never saw the, how you would have never known how that mm-hmm. was going to get to that place.
1: No, facts. You, you know? know what I'm saying? When I was not a crazy. kid, I wanted to be the uh, first black president of the United States. That was <laughs> that was my illness, and that's the career I wanted to fulfill. And then Barack Obama came and blew that out of the water. So I'm like, well, <laughs> 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 got to cross that off the list. I don't, I Something will, else. Might. Yeah, so then it went from playing. And once I started playing football, of course, I wanted to go to the NFL. So. Sure. And I realized the NFL wasn't going to be a thing. I learned that early on in college, so I'm like, I have no clue what it is, what I'm going to do when this football comes to end. But I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah,
0: no, I, I think it's a I think it's a it's a cool story. And I had something else I wanted to ask you. And then I totally slipped my mind. I had a good question for you. I'll probably come back to me yeah. in, in a few minutes. So, no, I think this is awesome. I think that, you know, you. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's about the book process, writing the book, and and because you mentioned early on telling your story, this is where I wanted to go. It came back to me uh, because I know, like, for me, when I wrote my book, it was kind of about my my story that I went through between 2012 and like 2000 and. 17 when I was dealing with this medical condition and kind of what I learned in that process. And I really got so tired of explaining this to people that I almost got, I'm at the place where I'm like, just read the book. You'll find out everything you need to know about me in the book. You know? <laughs> 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 you know? Then I don't have to explain it when I tell you that like, I'm going through a medical, like a medical thing and they're all connected, right? Like they're all connected. And I'm still dealing with this. Just read the book. It's like my business card, my biography, Man. you know, you can get everything you need. So that's why I was going to ask you when you were saying that about how, well, my story is in there. Do you feel like sometimes... You're you're just like, here, just read the book. <laughs> just when take I, the book. <laughs> when I first
1: released 14 days, and like I remember the first podcast interview I did, like Shadi asked me questions about the book. Woo-woo. I'm like, I ain't giving I'm cold, I ain't giving you nothing. Like y'all gonna just have read to come, the book. Gonna have to go read this book. Like I just, I just put out, man, go read the book. Literally, every question you are yeah. me, answer <laughs> I, I answer yeah. it. I answer it, anybody just read it. But it's like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's still a field. It's still a a challenging field because, man, folks don't read. (laughs) Folks don't really read like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got avid readers. You know what I'm saying? But that number in comparison to people that don't read, (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's
0: funny that you say that about reading because that's like one of the things like when I'm working with my clients, it's like one of the things that I really emphasize as part of personal development that if you're not going to take time to read, you need to do you need to either listen to some positive podcast or, or watch some positive stuff. But I'm really a big advocate for reading. One of my one of my guests that I just had on my show sent me a book and I'm uh, loving it. She was a former she was in the I think army. She was an intelligence officer. And then she went into education, got her master's degree from Harvard. She was an English teacher. Mm -hmm. And what she did is she took... Because when she was teaching English, she found she I think she was teaching ninth graders and they were, you know, English is one of those subjects, you either like it or you hate it. I hated it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. hated it. She would take stories like and she said it started with the book of Mice and Men. And she would take stories that were out of the literature that they were reading and she would apply it to everyday applicable situations for the kids so that they could understand it. Mm -hmm. And so then the stories started going home with these kids and they were sharing them over the dinner table. So she became kind of known for like teaching these life lessons to these kids. And so she wrote a book and I think it's, called I think it's something like find your mini pumpkin, live your life with purpose or something like that. I, I've got it in the other room, but she sent me a copy of it. So I'm kind of reading that right now and it's fun because it's all about life lessons, but I really liked how she took the English literature and used it, you know, for, um, to teach lessons. So I, I, I won't say I always love to read, but I do love to read if that makes sense. <laughs> I know that I need to read because it, it, Helps me with my creativity and my ingenuity and all of that stuff, and I'm a big, big fan of. When I talk to my clients, I'll be like, "What are you reading right now? What's in your book? What's what's in your arsenal of books right now?" And it's even on my rapid fire. A lot of times, I'll ask, you know, like, "What's your favorite book?" Because I want to know what people say because it helps me with my book list.
1: Thanks <laughs> for sure.
0: So. So, yeah. But you did your book in audio, too, right? Like you did an audio version. Yeah. For right? 14
1: days. Yeah. And I'm narrating yeah. it. So it's a, it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? That was strictly so for them folks yeah. that don't like to read. Like, I got you. I'm you have no. Got ex- you covered. You have no excuse <laughs> to not embark on this 14 day journey with me. Come on.
0: Yeah. They can sit when they're working out. They can put their headphones in or whatever their little earbuds yes, in. Man. They can listen to you narrate their story while they're. And, and thinking, man, dude, God, this guy like lifted it. I need to be working harder.
1: I need to be going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no cap, get your popcorn ready. That's all I say. Get your popcorn.
0: Get your ready. popcorn ready. It's That's so movie. great. All right. So any any uh, are we working on any more books? Got anything else coming up other than I know we're coaching and helping yeah, yeah. people and promoting? But anything else we're working on?
1: Um, for me personally, I don't know what what my next book will be. Um, when it will be, I have no clue. But uh, it's okay, definitely just yeah. work. I'm working with a lot of different people with their yeah. books. So you, you, this ain't going to be your last time hearing Chancellor K. Jackson or Corle Publications, or LLC. <laughs> Not right. at all, you know what I'm saying? We, we definitely going to have, we got our hands uh, dipped in a lot of different, different uh, stories, different, you know what I'm saying, genres, all of that. So I'm excited to see um, how, you know what I'm saying, these people's books do in the market and, you know what I'm saying, of course, see how this, the success from putting out their content, you know what I'm saying, just fuels them and empowers them in every other facet yeah. of life as well. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's, it's, cool. it's huge to have your name on something and own something, especially for you know what I'm saying, people. In my culture, we don't really own a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We buy products that, we buy a bunch of different products that ain't got our name on it. But as far as having stuff that with ours, yeah, that's, that's you know what I'm saying, a little far fetched for, you know what I'm saying, vast majority. So, you know what I'm saying, ownership is important. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And you're young. You got a long way to go, Chancellor. American. You got a lot a lot of work to do, so
1: it's, it's a good thing.
0: <laughs> okay. One last question I want to ask, and then we'll do a couple fun ones here. What have you learned about yourself in all of this, just in this short time you've been alive and you've been, and you've written these books and had these experiences, what do you feel like you've learned about yourself so far?
1: Man, I'm a God amongst men. Um, anything I put my mind to, I will accomplish. Um, I got a great heart. And very selfless and my, my purpose is to inspire and encourage everybody, you know what I'm saying, that I encounter or, you know what I'm saying, uh, they listen to me, watch my, you know what I'm saying, every, 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 mm-hmm. they see me, you know what I'm saying, that's the, that's the purpose to yeah. push them and motivate them, encourage them to take that leap of faith for you know what I'm saying? Be that voice reasoning for them or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Each one teach one, iron sharp is iron, like we say in football.
0: I like it. Good, good stuff. You gave me the little chills that time. That's one of my favorite questions. You know why? Because we don't, a lot of times people don't really like to, when you ask that question, people don't always really like to talk about themselves. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that and that, when it gets like that, and I feel like that question just really gets like to the heart, like, you know, what did, what did you really feel like you learned in this journey? You know, so I love, I love that question, but you did good. You did good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Chancellor, I'm excited for you. You got good things going. Like I said, you're young. You got a lot of time to do a lot of great things. So, and I, I like that you're you know all about inspiring and tenacity and perseverance and resiliency. You used that word early on in the interviews. So I think those are all powerful words and show a great deal of character of who you Appreciate are. So it. Awesome stuff. Let's do some fun questions and we'll wrap this thing up. Cause I knew now that none of this was good, but I want to ask you a few fun ones cause this sure. is kind of my favorite part. All right. So I know I follow you on Instagram and I know you do, you're kind of healthy and do healthy things like I do. So I want to know what your favorite, like guilty pleasure food is.
1: Oh, uh, guilty pleasure food. Uh, I don't know. i and it's like, I don't really have like a strict diet. You know what I'm saying? I eat, I can yeah. eat whatever I want. You, see whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, you know, I'm good, but,
0: um. Maybe what's your, do you have like something that you like? Are you like a, do you like chocolate?
1: No, I ain't really. <laughs>
0: that either. one comes, I get that one a lot. Like what's your, chocolate, <laughs> ice cream. Yeah, I ain't you know? really too but big in the,
1: into the sweets and stuff like that. Um, yeah. At least like, like when I was a kid, I was a different story, but, um. Yeah. Really living in China changed that, you know what I'm saying? Because they sweets, mm-hmm. it ain't the same like here in America. Right. Here in America, our sweets going to kill you. They sweets over yeah. there, as they don't even taste nothing remotely close to, you know what I'm saying, the products you sure. have up here. So, And then the cost for candies and cakes and all of that stuff out there is the same price as some actual food. So I'm like, why would I spend all this money for some candy? Right. I can get a whole meal. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the whole six months I was out there, I really wasn't even fooling with any of the sweets and nothing like that. So yeah. I, really, I ain't really too pressed about any of that. You know what I'm saying? I can,
0: right. I'm kind of that way too. I, I When I was young, I liked sweets. But it's funny because I did a about, I don't know, like 2017, I went on – I did keto for 22 months to to reverse a nerve condition and kind of reboot my body. And So I didn't really eat a lot of sweets. And it's funny because even now, like occasionally, like I, I bought these no-sugar – Reese's peanut butter cups. Cause I just wanted to have some chocolate in the cabinet, but then I didn't, I had, I was dealing with some issue. I didn't even touch the, the bag for like six weeks. I finally, the other day opened the bag and had one and I haven't <laughs> had any more since. I just don't eat a lot of, Thanks, it's like, I don't feel good even if I eat a lot of junk. And so for me, I just rather eat good, solid food, but I will tell you, I do love, there's this vanilla yogurt here. That's low sugar. It's like a, I don't know they call it, like a keto yogurt, whatever. I love it with granola and fruit right. like that is like my that is like my dessert like every day like at 10 o'clock I, I eat breakfast and then i go work out and then i come back and i'm like i need yogurt granola and and i even i have it this time around but i usually i'll make like my own low-carb granola like i'll mm. i'll I'll make a big batch of it and then i pour that in there but i actually bought some at the store this time so but that's my that's like my junk food.
1: <laughs> for sure i say Isn't that funny. i say after working out uh, something that's Probably crazy or far fetched like that. I wouldn't even say far fetched, but just something that's out of order. There, I'll take a shot of some liquor for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, all right. So when you're not coaching and and uh, promoting the book and doing all this good stuff, what's your? Um, let's see. What What do you like to do for fun? What's your fun thing?
1: Working out. Um, anything. I, was, I knew you were
0: going to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Working out anything geared towards football. Um, yeah. Hanging out with people, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, writing, editing, um, I enjoy that. Um, yeah. Especially if I can get faded while doing it. Oh yeah, that's really a vibe. Then listening to music—that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, traveling, for sure. Awesome. And awesome. going on adventures. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. What's and here's my last fun question I want to ask you because you mentioned traveling. Where's the? Where's like your most, I guess, favorite place, like destination spot or place you've been?
1: uh domestically i have to say florida for sure um like just going to school out there florida became second home it made a lot of great you know what i'm saying people i'm still tied in tapped in with to this day um it don't matter what part of florida i'm in i'm in good hands like all state and florida yeah. is just it, it's it's so it's so slow it's so slow yeah Man, it's yeah. a vibe to the sun. Can't beat that weather. You know what I'm saying? I know. It's, it's, it's just a vibe. I'm always in Florida. I go to Florida at least. Oh man, at least I say I say three or four times a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure, that's I'm I'm always in Florida for sure.
0: I went to Florida. I went we took I like I think like 2008 or 2009 I took my kids and we went to Disney World and I remember we I went with a girlfriend and we rented a house. We were doing like a just a, a fun girls trip with the kids kind of thing and I just remember going there and I was running quite a bit at the time. And I remember getting there and going out in the morning to go run. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so freaking humid out here. Cause <laughs> I grew up in Houston. Yeah. I'm in Dallas now, but I grew up in Houston and it's humid there too. I just remember like stepping out first thing in the morning, like seven, eight in the morning, it was already freaking humid and hot. And I was like, Oh, <gasps> We don't (laughs) in Dallas in Dallas, like we don't it's weird here because it's a little drier here. I mean, it's only like two hundred miles, it's only like two hundred and fifty miles from Houston, but it's a little drier here. So we don't really get a lot of those super humid days like I would get in Houston. That's why I tell everybody I've had young skin for so long because I just had oily skin all the time. You know, (laughs) here it's a little drier, but every once in a while we'll have one of those days and I'll be like, Oh, it's a balmy day. It feels like a Houston day today. Well, Georgia
1: is the same when it comes to humidity. So right. it, yeah, it really wouldn't, yep. it's just a little bit hotter in Florida. That's where it's the major difference. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, Chancellor, if our audience wants to learn a little bit more about you and maybe pick up a copy of your book, we know they're on Amazon. Do you have anywhere else you want us to send them so they can check you out?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. The best search engine we have today, Google, Google Chancellor K Jackson. Everything you need will pop up from my social media accounts, um, my Amazon page, my personal website, um, every other uh, interview I've done. um, Yeah, all of that will pop up. Um, You can get your your copies of my book on Amazon on my website. You listen to the audio book for 14 days available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Anchor. Um, And all of that can be accessed through my website. Um, Any aspiring authors out there. Visit ChancellorKJackson.com You can sign up For a free consultation We can Sit down Discuss Whatever You know what I'm saying Ideas you got And we feel like We good fit for each other Hey man We can do business And bring that thing Into fruition No cap So yeah man Y'all just Just Google me that's Awesome
0: y'all. Google's a great thing Right <laughs> Sometimes it's good Sometimes it's not Like I tell you. if They pull my name up It's like It's all there Like everything I can't You can't hide Like it's yeah. all there You know I'm Like yeah. ah <laughs> Sometimes. Right? Uh, Very cool, Chancellor. Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks so much for coming on here today and being authentic and real and sharing with our audience. And uh, keep doing your thing and keep inspiring. And hopefully we'll see some more good stuff come out of you,
1: sh- you I want to leave going. Maybe this, uh, this message real quick before we dip up out of here. Um, and the message is from Nipsey Hussle. For those that don't know who Nipsey Hussle was, Nipsey Hussle is a rolling 60s crip from... Uh, South Central Los Angeles, but as a philanthropist, philosopher, serial entrepreneur, well-known for his music and his clothing line, and the message is, long-winded, running through this life like it was mine, never settling, but setting every goal high, 1,000 burpees on the path to my own self-destruction or success, but what is a mistake without the lesson? You see, the best teacher in life is your own experience. And none of us know who we are until we fail. They say every person is defined by their reactions in any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Whatever you choose to do, homie, get your heart to it and stay strong.
0: Awesome. Bam. Mic drop. (laughs) Good stuff, Chancellor. Thanks for sharing that. It's awesome. Well, we do want to say to our listeners, of course, if you enjoy our show, please be sure you check us out on Facebook, give us a rating on iTunes, go hit that subscribe button on the YouTube so we can continue sharing all these great stories like chancellors. That's how we are able to do this by helping you guys help us out. We can keep sharing stories. And with that, I also want to leave a final parting thought. In order to live the extraordinary, you have to start. And every start begins with a decision. You guys take care, be safe, be kind to one another. We will see you next time.